Today, we are going to take a posture of peace by choosing to trust God above all else. Posture is a short, audible fist bump to remind you God is with you in everything. Together, we're going to be emboldened to take a daily posture of perfect peace. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. This is a powerful scripture. Please soak this in today. It says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They are like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. We've been talking about negativity in the last episode and I wanna continue the conversation today. You know, the world believes that the antidote to negativity is positivity. But much like negativity that is not always based on fact, the world's positivity is not always based on fact. So it causes a lot of doubt in its actual power and ability. I think it's why we get so upset when someone tries to tell us in the middle of crisis or in the middle of hard times, it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be okay. You know, whether we voice it or not, I think there's this like internal push of like, well, is it? Like, how do you know that? <laughs> and you know, we stay skeptical, we rationalize our negativity often in crisis because we think it's, it keeps us aware and it keeps us guarded and safe. But really, negativity just weakens us. In the kingdom, the antidote to negativity is not merely positive thinking or wishful thinking. It's trust. And not trust in a specific outcome, not trust in our own brilliance to fix a problem, not trust that it's all just going to work itself out, not trust in a political party to smooth things over, not trust in your friends to always have your back and be exactly what you need when you need it. You know, placing your trust for your life, your well-being, your security, and any of those things actually only ensures that you're going to be disappointed at some point. It's trust in God that is the antidote to all negativity. It's trusting in his nature. It's trusting in his kindness, in his goodness, in his faithfulness, in his you know, presence that never leaves us or forsakes us. It's trusting his word. It's trusting his promises. It's trusting his intentions towards us. Negativity is a fruit of hell. And like anything authored in hell, you know, it has a purpose. The end goal of negativity is to steal your trust in God, to distort your view of God and cause unbelief. The enemy wants your trust because he knows trusting in God ensures your perfect peace. Just read Isaiah 26, 3. Trusting in God ensures our flourishing, even, even in a year of drought, just like we read in Jeremiah 17. Trusting in God ensures that you will be open and aware to his leading. Just read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trusting in God ensures our victory. Read Psalm 20. You know, Jesus ensured all of those things for us through the cross and his resurrection. And, and your trusting in God doesn't all of a sudden make his promises true. No, they are already true. He's already ensured it. 
Trusting in God transforms you. It makes you aware. It opens your mind and heart to receive all that he has freely given us. So today, you know, if you found yourself giving, if you find yourself giving yourself over and over again to negativity, negative thoughts, emotions, perceptions, repent. Repentance is not a negative experience. It's not a sorrowful thing. It's not a shameful thing. It's a freeing experience. It's a gift from God. It's a joyful expression of trust. I often repent with a smile on my face because I'm made aware of a greater reality in those moments. You know, it's declaring your trust in God's transforming power. That's what repentance is. It's saying, you know what? I'm putting away this and I'm choosing, Lord, what you've given instead. I'm choosing you. You don't have to stay stuck today. When negativity comes, choose trust. Repentance, <laughs> man, it's an exchange. And it's an exchange that Jesus empowered you to make. Let me share some of my favorite exchange scriptures with you. I hope you'll stick with me. I'm going to read these over you. They are so powerful. Listen for the exchange. Galatians 5, starting in verse 19, talks about uh, the works of the flesh, the fruit of the flesh. It says they're obvious. So it says sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of angers, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. And it talks about those things. And then it says, but the fruit of the spirit, the nature of God, which you're empowered by the way, because you're made in his image and likeness. You're empowered to take hold of these things is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's read Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 verses 30. I'm sorry, we'll start in verse 31. So it says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with malice. Listen for this exchange. Be kind to wonder to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as Christ forgave you. See what you're empowered to bring? Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah has incredible exchange scriptures. Isaiah 40, even youth shall faint and be weary. Young men shall fall exhausted, but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. There's more. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 is an incredible scripture. Isaiah 53, starting in verse 4, this is talking about what happened at the crucifixion. It's talking about Jesus. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and by his wounds we are healed. Last one. Not the not these are not the only ones. The, the Bible is full of exchange scriptures, and I encourage you to search them out yourselves. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 talks about so much exchange. Okay, so verse, we'll start, we'll start in verse two. It says, um, 
that is talking, well, we'll start a little bit further. Let's just start in verse one. It's so good. Okay, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison for those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of heaviness, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. My point is, you are not meant to be bound by negativity. You are empowered to be led by the Spirit, to live and walk in truth, and to trust God above all else. The promise of perfect peace is found in Isaiah 26.3. In Hebrew, it is shalom, shalom, meaning complete wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. This is who you are in Jesus because of Jesus. You are a living testimony of Jesus' ultimate win. With every step you take today, you're putting Jesus' victory on display and Satan's defeat on replay.